0: Welcome friends to another r slash pro revenge video. Today we've got a lot of great stories and our first story is from Xenia. Male Karen yells at me for being in his spot. Fine, it's my spot now. I work from home full time and rarely drive unless I'm grocery shopping or out for an appointment. In my complex, there are non-reserved spots and reserved spots in the underground garage, all of which are not assigned. As long as you have a reserved sticker on your vehicle, any of the reserved spots, which are all labeled reserved, are fair game. I have a non-reserved sticker because it's $40 cheaper than the reserved pass. I was coming back from an appointment and turned into my neighbor's reserved spot so that I could back my car into the open, non-reserved spot behind me. Lo and behold, male Karen in his rusty 2007 Rev 4 starts honking at me for being in his spot. Telling me that I can't park there because I don't have a reserved sticker. I told him I was only backing out. I probably should have let it go, but his Karen ness pissed me off so much. As I was getting on the elevator, I quickly realized he only wanted to park there because it was right next to the elevator. A light bulb went off in my head, and I made my way to the rental office, it's in the same building, and asked to upgrade my parking pass. It's an extra $40 I'll be shelling out, but it's worth the petty revenge. I'm waiting for him to leave work tomorrow so I can move my car into his spot and leave it there for god knows how long. There are perks to being fully remote. Be honest, if this was you, is $40 worth that level of revenge, parking your car right there, knowing you're going to piss this guy off every single time they want to go park there and find your car sitting in that spot reserved? Let me know if you think that's worth 40 bucks in the comments down below. Our next story is from MLA Day, Petty Parking. The other night, got home from work, parked, all was fine. I changed my clothes and went down to the gym, and I saw another car had parked next to me, leaving only a few inches of space for my driver's side. Okay, meanwhile, the other spot next to them is empty, so it's not like they were adjusting for another car. I checked that I wasn't the jerk, and I parked well within the lines with about 3 or 4 inches to spare. They were just being a jerk. I told myself to let it go maybe they'd be gone by the morning when I needed to drive next. But that didn't work. When I got done from the gym, I squeezed into my car, pulled out, and pulled into the empty spot next to them on their driver's side, and proceeded to park as closely as I could to them, because screw you, it felt good. In a situation like this, personally, I think it's better to just let it go and be the bigger person and turn the other cheek. But I can't lie, if their car is still there after all of that and you get another opportunity to block them in, it's pretty hard to turn down an opportunity like that so they can hopefully get a taste of what they did to you because of their crap parking job. This next story is from Netflix as a death pit, got a dude a rap sheet and possibly fired for spitting in my face while I recorded him. So this was about a year ago, I was taking a lovely walk on a bright and sunny day. I was about to enter a nice park just outside of town when I came across a pedestrian crossing. I was the last of a group of people crossing at the same time when a delivery van, hurtling towards the crossing, suddenly sped up in their attempt to drive me off the crossing. I had to jump out of the way while a driver waved for me to get out of the way. Now, legality aside, this dude was clearly driving like a maniac. I flipped him off, he honked, and I went on my now less merry, more sour way. I then noticed that he turned into the park for one of his deliveries. In my still angry and sour state, I decided to confront this man. He'd just try to run me over, At least I've earned his a talk, right? So I found his van, waited outside while he went to do his delivery stuff inside, and had the clarity of mind to take photos of his plates, his work clothes inside the van, and the van itself. You know, for later reference. He came outside and I confronted him, sternly but not angrily I might add. I was pretty proud of myself for keeping my cool there. I told him who I was, the guy he'd just nearly hit, what I thought of his driving, etc. This dude then went on to open his truck and show me the packages inside his truck. Said he'd rather hit someone than brake too hard lest he get his packages out of order. Mind you, this is a very well known crossing. If he'd been driving normally, he could have anticipated the crossing from a mile away and adjusted his driving to a point where he wouldn't have to brake hard. I know that's a minor point to make, but it goes to show the lack of insight in traffic and driving that he had. Anyway, I was kind of shocked by this. It was as close to admitting that he tried to actually run me over. Like not even just trying to run me off the road. Now for argument's sake, maybe he wasn't trying to run me over and he's just grandstanding here but you know, in the heat of the moment that doesn't matter. So I told him. I'll call your employer then if that's how you're going to drive. He said, fine, you just do that. He sat down in his van with his windows open, and I started to record our interaction for, mostly, my own safety. Then as he drove off, he spit right in my face, with his face clearly visible in the video, on again this bright sunny day that is excellent for recording, even with the crappiest phone camera. I struck his van, but what's an open palm going to do to a van, right? I was shocked and angry, but I had the clarity of mind to call the police. I went to the police later to file a civil suit. I complained to his employer. It took both of them a while to find out who he was. He had a subcontract with them, which made tracing him even on his plates a chore. I had to be extremely persistent, but eventually I managed. I spent months calling and calling to make sure they were on his butt. Initially his employer, post NL, refused to take any action citing, it's your word against his. Even though I'd shown the video where you could clearly see him spit at me, the police eventually found recordings from the place he had delivered and together with all the other evidence, handed the case over to the public prosecutor's office. They eventually struck a deal with him to settle out of court. The one little snag in this, for him, is that by settling, he'd admit to fault, meaning a guilty plea. This was communicated to me by the prosecutor's office. I now had a letter that clearly stated that he'd admitted to fault. I scrubbed it of my own personalia and sent it to one of the lawyers at the Post NL office, who said he'd take it down the chain of command to his direct boss, a district office of Post NL. I never heard what happened to him, but it was clear from the moment I received the letter from the prosecutor's office that it was no longer my word against his. It was my word and his word against his, plus the footage. At the very least, he had to pay a hefty fine to the prosecutor's office. I hope his life is worse now. Some people might say what OP did here is overly petty or might be like too much of a grudge to keep up for months and months. But honestly, I prefer that they stay on top of somebody like this who's going to treat other people like they're NPCs they can just try to run over and spit in the face of. I think what OP did here is a service to his community. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from MazdaMan68. Woman is rude to me and ignores my directions. I don't give her her food. Background, I work in fast food, and I'm not super attached to my job. Earlier today, I had a woman come through the drive-thru and order a chicken tender combo. She's already mumbling, and after I explained that I'm hard of hearing and asked her to speak up, she ignored that and continued to speak quietly and took a snarky tone with me and began to be a bit of a jerk. When she got to the window, I cashed her out and informed her, as it already had before she paid, that it would be a bit of a wait. According to our policy, I have to have her pull up in order to keep the drive through clear for other orders. There were no other cars immediately after her. She began to be slightly angry and cussed me out under her breath, obviously not quietly enough, as she pulled off to what I had assumed was the spot I told her. Lo and behold, I see her pull off to the opposite end of the parking lot as to where I told her to, the store I work at is a very large parking lot, so I decided that, after she was very rude to me and completely ignored where i told her to park that i wouldn't deliver her food until she either corrected her parking location or pulled back around to retrieve it herself after about five minutes i took her then fresh chicken tenders and walked out to give it to her but only walked to the part of the parking lot i told her to park at she was nowhere in sight so i walked back in and explained the situation to the only other coworker in the store as i've just explained it after approximately 15 minutes, we're in the middle of our dinner rush and this witch storms up to the drive through window on foot and demands a refund. I'm happy to oblige and begin processing it while explaining the importance that she pulls to where I tell her. It's the only side of the building that has security cameras and it's not a safe part of the town by any means. I'm having trouble processing the refund and asking my other co-worker for help. While she's helping, she asks to just get it in cash, which, if she paid by card, is against policy. We explained that to her and she said, in the worst possible tone, I don't trust you, to my coworker, who as far as she knew had nothing to do with the whole revenge. We ended up eating the tenders, which were never handed out, and I have to say they were the best tenders we've ever had. I gotta say, there really is no better seasoning for a meal than sweet, sweet revenge. You get a nice free lunch courtesy of a total jerk, that food's gonna be tasting pretty good. Our next story is from Get Those Cats. Cut my hours and lie to me? Enjoy a visit from the health inspector. When I was 18, I started working in an ice cream parlor and lunchroom. I worked there every high season, the summers and springs. My second season there, I got promoted to shift supervisor. More responsibilities, same pay. Every time they needed someone to pick up a shift or start earlier, that person would be me. Cut to my third season, I was starting to take less crap from everyone and generally standing up for myself more. I got a complaint filed against me from a customer because I refused to serve her once we were closed one evening. Instead of talking to me about it, I knew the owner personally and up until that time I considered her a nice person and she liked me, I started to notice I got less and less hours. When I asked the general manager about it, she swore up and down that it had nothing to do with the complaint and business had just been slow. This all kept happening until I got noticed that they had an overscheduled shift and that I didn't have to work that day. When I dropped by, imagine my surprise that there was someone working who wasn't scheduled because it was busy. I asked the owner to have a conversation with me and these are some highlights. One, we don't owe you money answers. 2. You do know there are cameras, right? Someone stole 40 euros a week before. 3. Did something happen at home because you're acting different this year? After this conversation, I quit right there. Cupetti revenge. I happened to know that their AC was ridiculously dirty. I knew this because my now fiancé worked with ACs at the time and had warned both me and the owner about it. Think mold, dust, etc. in there. They had not done anything about it. And when given the opportunity to get a new system at a very discounted price they just laughed and said it was too expensive guess who anonymously tipped the health department and guess who had to close for a week while their ac got replaced and got a pretty hefty fine obviously op had some incentive to not report them while they're holding that job down there You know, you don't want to get unjustly fired for tipping a health department off and you don't want to lose your job. But the second OP's not affiliated with them anymore, I think it's an obligation almost for them to turn around and report that. Because God forbid somebody with very sensitive allergies goes to this ice cream parlor, and who knows, their whole weekend might just get ruined because these people can't get their AC ducts cleaned or whatever. Our next story is from PBC BMF Takes a Licking. Drub was my best friend's housemate along with a couple other guys. Drub was a jerk about cleanliness. If you left a dish in the sink for more than an hour, he'd have a ridiculous little tantrum. I guess they were his dishes. My friend had an awesome dog named Frodo. Frodo was very well behaved and totally devoted to my friend and vice versa. One day, my friend caught Drub kicking his dog and it nearly came to blows. My friend chose to move out immediately. He called me up to help him pack up and get out. While we were there, my friend got a big grin on his face as we were finishing up. Drub was at work, so he got a can of dog food, and he asked me to help him get all of Drub's dishes out of the cabinets and onto the floor. He put a little dog food in every dish and got Frodo. That dog licked every dish clean, and we put them all back nice and neat. That's it. Never talk to that dog-hurting jerk again. As somebody who absolutely adores puppies, I don't blame OP for doing this. I mean, yeah, it's quite a bit. It's quite a lot. It's pretty disgusting, but as far as what you could have done to somebody that goes and kicks dogs, as far as being serious, it's probably on the lower end of that spectrum. This next story is from Round Teacher 224 I will be there for her. To start, all I would say is that I'm a foreigner in some Asian country, so I stand out anytime I'm in the crowd. Now, where I live, there's a supermarket that our community all goes to for essential stuff. There's some ladies who work there at the checkout, now it's become obvious that any time a foreigner goes shopping, there's one lady who's just cleaning nearby or just picking up stuff, now I can't say that they don't clean or arrange stuff, but not every darn time I'm there, any section of the supermarket, morning, evening, noon, just any time, and there's cameras everywhere in the store, if she wanted she could check it. Actually, when I noticed this, I started going there at random times just to check if it's just any time I'm there. Currently, she became blunt and started following me in every segment of the supermarket. Oh, are you in the beverage segment? I happen to be checking the price tags there. Oh, are you buying some bread? I just wanted to dust that place, so I'ma do it now. So I wanted to reverse it now i approach her anytime i'm there and looking for stuff on the shelf near her it's good that she likes being in the back so every day i just make sure i hang around looking for stuff i don't even need and recently she's noticed it because i'm always there anywhere anytime as long as i'm there she's there then i'll be there for her i think it's childish since she doesn't need to follow me around and i don't need to waste my time but she's getting uncomfortable and we can't talk about it since she doesn't speak English, and I don't really speak their language. I feel bad for anybody that goes to any public place, and they feel like, just because they look different, they need to be watched and scrutinized to make sure they're not doing anything bad. As far as America goes, I'm sure there's some pretty clear parallels you can draw from this story. Our next story is from Girl, bailing last minute in order to ruin someone's day. What I'll be doing... Tomorrow evening, my crappy friend will be coming over to my part of town to get some business done and then to hang out together in a cafe, where this guy works as a waiter. He's the most recent dude that she cheated on her long-term boyfriend with for months. I talked to her many times about how wrong her behavior is, but she doesn't care about my advice. This is her latest side guy, and even though she stopped cheating for some time, it seems like she's starting again. This cafe has been the only place we ever go to together for some time now because she's not interested in hanging out with me. She just doesn't wanna go there alone. She needs emotional support in order to flirt with the waiter. I'll let her come all the way to this part of town. Then I'll text her that my partner's work schedule suddenly changed and that I'll have to look after our dog. She won't wanna change plans and come over because, as I said, she doesn't actually wanna hang out with me. She will, however, try to guilt me into changing my priorities. Who I'll be doing this to, the friend is a long-term one who I've grown apart with in the past few years. I started feeling anxious around her. She was constantly trying to make me feel inferior. She stole things from me. I was always a pushover when it came to her, probably because I have too much faith in people I care for. But she really grew into a person who just uses others for her gain. Me, her friends, her boyfriend. I noticed that she never seemed to care about my feelings, and that's something I realized after over a year in therapy. It's an impossible task to cut her off, because our families are very, very close. I tried to be genuine with her, I tried to be a friend, but nothing changed. Every time we'd hang out, she'd usually do the talking, not ask much, not show real interest when I told her about my news, life, relationship, etc. And I know for a fact that I don't talk about myself too much. Quite the opposite I've been told. Then every few months we'd have a great time. And i'd feel guilty for thinking she's a bad friend only to get slapped in the face with the same old over again why exactly i'll be doing it we were invited to a celebration where i didn't know almost anybody but her and her friend i didn't want to go at first i have social anxiety which i'm actively and successfully working on in therapy but a small space with a large unknown crowd very very loud music and a formal dress code is really a place i never want to be especially with a person who makes me feel anxious, but she convinced me to join her, knowing how I felt, and told me we'll be together the whole time. I decided to go because the last time we hung out, along with her aforementioned friend, we had a good time, so naturally I assumed it won't be so bad. We got there and I was not feeling it from the start. There were more people than I thought there would be. The moment we sat down at our table, my friend turned her back to me, completely blocking me from her conversation with the other friend and anyone else who approached. I managed to strike up small talk with some other people, but mostly I was sitting in silence, trying to find the right moment to join her conversation, which never came. She checked on me after maybe an hour of ignoring me. I told her I'm having a horrible time. She just made a shocked Pikachu face kind of shrugged and then went about her business. Some minutes later, she looked at me again and condescendingly patted my head as if I wasn't having a bad time already. Now I had a person who was ignoring me, also patting me on the head. Any effort to join the conversation disappeared on my part at that moment. Eventually, she got up and walked off with her friend somewhere towards some other people who I genuinely don't know. I stepped outside and ended up talking to a girl who also didn't know many people. We really hit it off. While I was outside, my friend texted me, did you freaking leave? It made me feel the way she always makes me feel, like I did something wrong and like I owe her something. I had a few more drinks, then walked to a cab station with the new girl I met. We caught a cab and each went home, agreeing to meet for a cup of coffee. I left without saying goodbye to my friend because she was busy anyway, and I know she'd try to convince me to stay and then ignore me again, or say something along the lines of, well if you want to leave, leave. This event and all the things that were piling on for years are the reason I'll bail 20 minutes before we're supposed to meet. When she's already near me and when it's too late to call someone else, she'll feel abandoned, the way I felt left out. And she'll feel personally attacked on top of that because she's always deemed her needs more important than anyone's. She'll either have to go all the way home, angry that she didn't get what she wanted, or she'll sit in the cafe alone, making eyes with her waiter. But I doubt it, because she'd never sit and have a drink alone. Not having fans to follow you everywhere and keep you company while you're getting attention equals being a loser to her, and then she'll be mad at me she didn't get to see her freak boy. This won't rid me of her toxic friendship, at least not until she realizes she can't use me anymore. For now, I'm happy with ruining her day. I really feel for OP in this situation because I'm not one for confrontation. I would hate to blow up a friendship like this or try to be like blunt with them like that. So I feel like I would probably go about this the exact same way. The, the basic gist of it is, make yourself feel like to them... More or less, you always flake on them, so they're gonna just stop trying to drag you around everywhere. Our next story is from Venariash260, Black Pepper is a great tool. My ex, we'd been together for 5 years at this point, had cheated on me for the last 3 years of our relationship with a lot of other women. The one who tipped me off went out of her way to find me and confess because he had told her that he was single. She even showed me the Bumble messages where he claimed he was single to prove it so I hold no ill will towards her. But screw him! He has severe allergies to basically anything that grows outside. She and I were just crap-talking about him one day, and his allergies came up. Just very, sounds like a chainsaw-wielding elephant with a cold. I typically wouldn't laugh at someone's allergies, but he's a jerk. Screw his allergies in particular. I kind of casually said that a great way to mess with him would be to put black pepper into all of his house air ducts in small amounts at random intervals since he stays inside to avoid any allergy flare-ups. She took that as advice and got some of the other girls to help her with this. That was about three years ago now. I dropped all contact with him as possible immediately upon breaking up. But to my understanding, these girls are still messing with his allergies and are constantly finding new ways to use black pepper against him. I know one girl started sprinkling some on the remote-controlled fan that points to his bed. It helps him sleep. I mean, if the guy continues thinking that they're getting away with this and being deceitful to multiple people, you can't feel too bad about this guy constantly having the sniffles or coughing. Our next story is from XX. Can't be nice. Enjoy being blinded at work. So me and my girlfriend were parked in a supermarket parking lot, and my girlfriend was parked so that her headlights would be aimed at the local McDonald's window. She turned them off, though, so that the employee wouldn't be blinded. Now, on her car, the running lights don't go off, and they're quite dim, by no means obnoxious. The employee, who's known for harassing the local homeless man and threatening to call the cops on him if he parks in the supermarket parking lot, screams, I'm gonna call the freaking cops on you if you don't leave or turn your freaking headlights off. Within three minutes of us parking, my girlfriend of course moved. I was about to grab my car and go home, but decided to park in the same spot, in my different car, while pretending to be entertained by my phone as I listened to her maniacal screaming. It was glorious. We aren't jerks and we would have moved in a second if she had asked kindly. Just thought I'd share as it was quite fun. I'm 100% with OP, somebody's gonna be crotchety and yell. Like I know you're working at McDonald's, you're probably not happy in general. So just try and ask somebody civilly, you're almost never gonna get good results witching at some people. And our final story of the day days from Trust Me No One Cares. My dad died? And you're mad at me for a cookie plate? Unfortunately my dad's life was taken due to a medication error made by his nursing staff. After a sudden passing, we discovered his sister, my aunt, was his executor of estate. My parents are divorced, that's why it's not defaulted to my mom. Aunt is the typical wealthy, privileged, middle-aged white woman. Just to give you an idea, so I hate her. The whole family does. She made the entire grieving and planning process so much harder than it needed to be for my siblings and I. She had zero emotions for us. My dad was an extremely laid-back guy, but Aunt made his funeral as a show-off for herself and so extra. I compare it to the Christmas party scene in A Bad Mom's Christmas, so as you can imagine... It was the most stressful day. We didn't have much info as she only told us what she wanted to. As the service was ending, she started grabbing everything. The photo boards we made, all the remaining memory cards, etc. She literally told us we could pick away at the food after she got hers boxed up. She thought as executor of estate, she could make us pay for everything, but she takes it. We didn't care. My brother paid for all the food, with the exception of a few homemade things. So why can't he take home a part of it? She's trying to have all of it. I have a sweet tooth, so I just took this cheap Dollar Tree plastic tray with cookies on it. Keep in mind, there were multiple cookie tray options. I was gonna go box the cookies and bring the tray back. Before I did bring it back, Aunt was having a meltdown over her cookies and cookie plate. It's as if we didn't just bury my dad an hour ago. She went on and on about how a family member made her famous cookies and aunt used a cheap tray but wanted it all to herself. I obviously knew they were just placed in my back seat. I decided to go home. I kid you not, before we could drive the whole three miles back to our mom's house, she had already texted all four of us kids. Not a word about our dad, saying... I'm still missing my plate of cookies. You all need to go check again that you didn't take them. They aren't for you. My siblings had no idea I had the plate, so I grin and go get it from my car. What a laughable way to break the tension from an emotional day. It's been almost four years since then, she never found out. We enjoyed eating every last cookie, and now I keep the dollar tray for nostalgia and an occasional get-together with my siblings and our mom. If there's ever a time where people show their true colors, it's after a relative dies and there's stuff that's left behind. People who claim they were always there for the family or family comes first or whatnot, don't be surprised if those are some of the first people to go diving to try to grab everything for themselves. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another revenge story that was crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.